are closing in on the NBA draft. There will be two Duke players almost certainly to go in the first round. For a lot of people, that's, uh, and for Duke, that's like uh, like an off year. Uh, we kid. And is it possible that even with the Blue Devils making it to a Final Four, you could feel almost cheated that, not that there could have been more as a team, but there could have been more from both players who are in the first round. We're likely going to be first round picks. Chris Carrowell, associate head coach at Duke, to talk about Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively the second. I want to start with Whitehead, and I appreciate your time, sir. By the way, before we even start, um, and I know I've texted this to you, um, but at the uh, the basketball camp next week, uh, you've got somebody coming out there who thinks he's better than he is. So I want you guys hey. to uh, to uh, to run my child up and down the court. For four days, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to get them in camp, Jack. You know, and uh, watch them play. Maybe, maybe score a couple buckets on them. Uh, but, <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. And it'll be. Uh, he's he's looking forward to seeing you guys. Let me get, let me get to Derek Whitehead. Now he had a foot injury coming in, and he had foot problems throughout the year. And that is so hard, especially when you're a shooter and you're accustomed to being able to do so much. So how much did we not see of Derek Whitehead this year? Man, you, you, you saw you saw twenty uh, percent. Really. You know, uh and you missed out on eighty because he he, he broke his foot the first day of fall workouts and Adam you know this if injury is just tough injuries injuries are tough so when you have a major injury like that your first day uh really in workouts you know summer workouts are different you know summer workouts you're learning guys and uh you know they it's an adjustment but once you get back for the fall you kind of know how you know, a player is the intensity revs up a little bit more, and you know, I thought, you know, I thought he was having his best day, and then he breaks his foot, and so trying to come back from that, really the whole year, the entire year, and then as you see, it didn't heal the right way, mm-hmm. and so he ended up getting another surgery, so that lets you know that he was playing, basically playing on one one leg, and with that being said, he he shot forty three percent from the three point line, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Just, just, just imagine if this kid was healthy the entire year. Um, you, you would have got. He, he had been a top ten pick. That's what I've been telling teams. You know, because these teams they do, a, they do, they they get their intel. Yeah. And so they call us, and I'm pretty sure they call everybody who's ever been associated with them. But I'm telling, I'm t- I tell the teams that uh, you're getting a top ten pick. He's a top ten pick. And so, if you don't look, don't let the injury get in the way from getting a really good player. Like, don't judge him off the injury. Judge him off of what he did in high school and his small sample size in college. Any kid who shoots, if you if you would have shot thirty eight percent this year from three, that'd have been incredible. He yeah. shot over forty. That's that's saying a lot. Chris Carrawell is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Does he have the ability? Because we, I, I, not being one who watches high school mixtapes or anything like that. So all I'm going by is what I saw this past season. Does he have the ability 
to create offense off the dribble. Yes. Yes, he does. He's uh, he's more of a, you know, coming in, he was more a scorer. Right. He was a guy who, you know, I, if you'd have told me on a list of things that I thought he was going to have to improve, shooting was the one that I was like, if he can become a better long-range shooter, you know, he'd have a chance because the one thing he do, could do was create. But that, saying that, that's the one thing I think he needs to improve on as well. He was a more, he's a creator, you know, in high school of a guy who was, he could create his shot, but he was a guy who could make difficult shots off the bounce. Um, but that's the one thing when you have a lower leg injury where, you know, balance, base, uh, he, he wasn't able to exploit those things in college because of the injury. But one of the things that, uh, that if he takes the next step in that, I mean, you, you're going to have, look, he's 18 years old. He won't be 19 to August 1st. <laughs> He's the youngest. If he's not the youngest player in the draft, he's in the top two or three. Um, so you're getting a player who whose game is still developing, but what do you already have and what you're going to get? I mean, he's really, really good, man. All right, let's move on to Derek Lively the second because he was obviously a game changer defensively for you guys. But we, I think we all know that there's more offense that he just for because you guys didn't need his offense at times. Uh, that there wasn't a ton uh, for him to do. He didn't really have to run plays for Derek, but he's such a good defender and he seems like such a good athlete. Um, he also had some injury issues early in the season. Uh, if you if, give me a scouting report on what he is at the next level, you know, to me, I compare him to to like a Jabel McGee, Tyson Chandler type player, uh, who, who's 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 more skilled than he gets credit for. He had a lower leg leg injury mm-hmm. at the beginning of the fall workouts, and and so now you see a guy who uh, who that takes a while, you know, to get the time in. Because his game was built off athleticism, mm-hmm. what he could do on a defensive end. Offensively, he was raw in high school, but uh, he, he, you know now, and then so he was a lob threat for us. He, he didn't get to shoot a lot of threes, but in high school he could make threes, and, and you know he didn't he didn't shoot the ball well for us this year. But it's a small sample size, right? Now. You start to get he start to get his timing back um, around the Carolina game, the first Carolina game. Mm-hmm. That's where he was he was a hundred percent healthy, and you saw what he did: four points, uh, eight, 14 rebounds, eight blocks in the Duke Carolina game. For a young, no, that hasn't happened. <laughs> and so the impact that he had on that end of the floor was incredible, and you're going to see a guy who's going to be better in the NBA on the offensive end because he has a skill set. He's going to be stronger. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be a better shooter. He's a guy who has good touch. So, and you know, in the NBA, they, those touch shots, you're not going to be able to dunk everything. And then he had a workout. I don't know if you guys saw that it was posted on social media. He made 14 threes in a, in mm-hmm. a workout, 14 consecutive NBA threes. Um, and one of his, uh, his draft day workouts. And so you're getting a player who can defend. He's already an NBA defender, but he has untapped potential on the offensive end. Chris Carroll is with us. You, you, you mentioned Tyson Chandler. 
I don't know how many people remember who Tyson Chandler was, but he played in the league a long time, uh, and he. I believe he was the second pick. I think the Bulls had both picks, right? They took Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler, I think, uh, in the same draft. And Chandler filled out his upper body to the point where he became a very strong and powerful, certainly a defender. I don't think he was ever a great offensive player, but that wouldn't be a terrible uh, you know, lot in life for Derek Lively to be, to be somebody who is as good defensively as Tyson Chandler, also a great teammate, by the way. Can Derek put on that kind of muscle to, to and fill out in that way? Absolutely. Absolutely, Adam. He's already had. He's already had. He put on some muscle with us. He has the shoulders. So if you look at his yep. shoulders and his back, he has the potential to put on a lot of muscle. And, you know, when we were out in California not too long ago, we, we got a chance to see him. He was like, man, he's put on more size. And, and what I tell teams also with him, that Derek Whitehead would have been a top ten pick. If Derek Wisely comes back to school, he would have been a top five pick in a 24 draft. Mm-hmm. So if he comes back, because now, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to average 10 points, 9, 10 rebounds, three or four blocks. So now you get Mark Williams, right? <laughs> so now you get Mark Williams, who came back as a sophomore, yep. who's now starting in the NBA. He's starting in the NBA for the uh, the Hornets. So. Amazing stuff. All right, well, I got one one thing to ask you before I let you go, Chris Carroll. I appreciate your time. Um, you guys, if Jeremy Roach comes back, you have a, an embarrassment of riches, I believe, in the backcourt. But when I, when I last saw you, I asked you about Tyrese Proctor, and you said to me, and it was like in January, and you, you basically you put your thumb and your forefinger together, and you said he's this close. And it was right then that he really took off in that season. How has the off season been? I don't know how much time, whether he went back to Australia or not, but how has his off season been? And what are your expectations for him and what he can become next year? Yeah, I think Tyrese has the chance and opportunity and the talent to be uh, the best guard in the country. Um, you know, you know, a lot has to go into it. Team success. Um, you know, pray to God, you know, he's healthy. But I'm telling you, man, this guy has it all. Um, and it's the thing that I did, like, coming in, like, you know, you raised the bottom, you know, on the offensive end. He was an incredible defender for yeah. us. And so he had it. Now he has a chance to really, uh, you know, he got his feet wet in, in, in America. This past year, you know, <laughs> playing in the ACC, playing some high-level games. So now he knows what to expect. If you look back at him, he didn't, we didn't get him into the to the fall. Yep. So he didn't come on campus into the fall. So you come here to 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 America and campus and everything's new, man. You know. Yep. So now he's adjusted. He's a hard worker. He puts in the time, and you know, you get just a natural like progression. Freshman year, now I come back. I know what to expect. I get stronger. Um, I'm older, and and then now I'm ready. And so now you should see uh, a, a huge jump from a really good freshman year to a chance for a player who can be 
like I said, like one of the best guards in the country, if not the best guard. I mean, he certainly has all the tools, and, and he looks like he loves to defend as well. And I know that's going to be your calling card again next year. Chris Carrawell, I'll see you very soon, my friend. I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck to the whole crew on draft night, but I'll see you before then. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Take care, buddy. You got it. Chris Carrawell, associate head coach, Duke basketball.